Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Screening Club podcast, where we talk all about the media that you love. Jeff here, as always, my two associates, Mike and Chris. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. It was uh, it's getting into summer. Yeah. I just, uh, seconds ago, I was sitting on my couch watching my beloved David Ortiz be uh, enshrined in Fenway Park the the retiring of his number it was a very moving ceremony i've um me and chris were talking uh while you were doing that a little bit about david ortiz and we did have a comment here uh from user yankees fan forever on twitter from september of 2015 why would a dh ever be considered for the hall of fame anyway hashtag overrated hashtag big poopy <laughs> Do you have a comment on on that, Mike? I mean, whether he's a DH or not, there's no taking away from uh, the fact that he's one of the greatest hitters of of his generation and the greatest player for the Boston Red Sox since Ted Williams. Mike, wow! So forgetting about Manny. Screw Manny. And we're actually, and we're definitely forgetting about Pedro. Pedro was great. He didn't do it for as long, or and he didn't make as as big of an impact. Also, we're not talking about Hall of Fame. He he was just his number was retired. But that's a different argument. Well, Yankees fan for, for forever is, and I'd specifically like your comment on the nickname, hashtag Big Poopy. What is, <laughs> where did it come from? Have you heard it before? What do you think of yeah. the nickname? Uh, my my rascal friends have been pushing Big Poopy for a few weeks. Oh, I heard about that. I don't know where they got I it. Thought we, I thought we created it. I, I thought you did too. Apparently we, well, apparently we didn't. It is low-hanging fruit. According to my research on Twitter, it actually... Now, usage... Usage about Big Poppy, all right? Because there's plenty of usage of hashtag Big Poopy uh, <laughs> used in a number of, di- of different ways. But actually, it does look here. Now, this can't be directly traced back clearly to Big Poppy, but August of 2009, user Lady Blue ICU said, Mike Greenberg is really gullible. Hashtag ESPN sucks. Hashtag Big Poopy. Hashtag Yankees. So I'm thinking... Ooh, that could be some... Is, I didn't think that would be tied to David Ortiz, but but maybe with the Yankees. I know. Is that the first ever usage of the nickname referring to David Ortiz? If not, I'll, and this will be the last thing I say about, uh, about this nickname, in September of 2011, Jimmy, uh, at Rollin Jimmy's, uh, said, Nice throw, Jones. You're out, Big Poppy. Hashtag Big Poopy. And that was September 28th of 2011. So wow. that might be the first you know ever public call him, usage. Call him Big Poppy. Call him Big Poopy. It doesn't matter. Because we all we all just know that, that he's amazing. And he's one of the best players of his, of his generation. And, and that, that's all that we need to know. All right. um, you, you can try and, and, and tear him down and file is him, that him as down? much as you want but 
Mike's a poopy apologist. Didn't they used to have like a loving nickname? Because I'm forgetting, but I know I'm sure we all heard about it. Like they used to call the Red Sox like the the fried chicken boys or something. Mike would know. <laughs> Doesn't sound so loving to me. No, and fried definitely they they called them like the idiot cowboys or something. The uh, the idiots. The idiots. The, lo- the lovable idiots of the, of the 2004 World Series team. And so why can't hashtag big, big poopy be, be a lovable one? Oh. Yeah, I don't think it's it's that egregious. I don't I don't mind. There's it. a lot of worse things you could say about poopy. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of uh, speaking of great things, that trailer of Game of Thrones can't second Game of Thrones trailer came out this this week. Mm-hmm. I, drip I, drip drip of, of Game <laughs> of Thrones uh, new season seven footage. Will there be more? Will there be a, another trailer tr- traditionally? Probably not. I feel like we're we're pretty close. Yeah, uh, but I'm l- less than a month out. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. I mean, if there if there I, were to, we have, don't need it. I mean, yeah, I don't, don't I don't want to see any more than than we've <clears throat> already seen in, yeah. in these trailers. But you'll take it. If, if I'll they, take it, but we don't need it. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we, you have all the, the internet's going crazy with their their analysis from frame by frame of the trailer, and I'm not into that because I don't want anything to get like lodged into my brain. Well, I just watched it, and when Chris came in, he told me that he hadn't watched it, so we both just just watched it. Oh, but I'll tell you one thing: Drogon is a big boy. <laughs> He's. Is. Danny looks so tiny on him. Like she used to be almost like the size of his head. He literally oh, looks yeah. like 10 to 15 time, times bigger. Will he keep growing? Will he get oh, even he's bigger? Be close to full grown, I would think. Close to full grown. I was sort of, when he was that big, I sort of said, said to myself, you know, that's probably pretty close because he was pretty big. Uh-huh. But how is anyone going to beat that, 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 that big dragon? Like he's so large. Dorn defeated the dragons. There has to be some like remedy to 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 dragons that that you can use to disable them, disarm them mm-hmm. that we just don't know about. There's a way, probably. I'll tell you this: yeah. all three of those dragons are not living to the the end of the show. But do you mean they're all go- going to die, or do you mean like at least one of them will die? At least one of them will be killed. I think. But it's like, and it might be Drogon, because that would be the saddest a prediction. Because we're at like it, we're so close to the end game here, like we're gonna have to start taking down like big characters, right? Like, like, because I'm, I'm just thinking, like, I, I, I don't, I don't think this is well, it's, it's not a spoiler because it's impossible to to know, but like, isn't like other people are gonna ride the dragons, right? Like, I, I think probably Maybe. other other characters are going to ride that would be pretty crazy if like one of the dragons and one of the main characters went down in a battle what a death that would be that would be a crazy death so i bet that'll happen oh man but they were all fly what where were they all flying there there was all three dragons were flying up up to a castle was that king's landing it looked like uh targaryens dragon's reach former home oh my i think it's called dragon's reach yeah. Well, you see, I mean, by all counts, it looks like that. That's where she's. Well, you headed. see Daenerys, um, like running her fingers through that table. Is that is that place just <clears throat> been dormant ever since the Targaryens were exiled? No, that's where uh, Stannis. That's why Stannis was all peeved because. Oh shit! 
he was given that like crappy area. I gotcha. Why why is it a crappy area though? Because it's kinda out in the middle it's out in like crappy waters and you live under this island by yourself and you kinda think you sh- you should be king. Your brother's I, king. I understand like no one no one can deal with with da- Daenerys's army, right? Like is mm-hmm. is there any army that we know about that's close to like with yeah. all all yeah. the boats now too, right? They're called yeah. the White Walkers. It's true, but is like this season just going to be Danny taking care of business on everyone until that? Like I think so. That's a good question. That that's sort of been one of my lingering questions is uh even though Cersei has overtaken the the throne and is now by by every metric the ruler of of the seven kingdoms she's never been more vulnerable because she has no allies who knows how how large her army is it's certainly very small compared to what Daenerys has or even what the people up north have so I don't know that can't last in rough shape her being a power I'm just like because I, I I think the the only thing that was a question to me was like if something got you know fucked up in in the travels, but we're seeing looks shots. like we've just skipped right ahead. They're they're she's probably smart. They're uh they're in Westeros now. You all remember uh, chastising me extensively for my famous quote from season one when I first watched it years after you guys watched it. She better make it o- <clears throat> over there by the end of this season. <laughs> Uh, so that that would be refreshing if she uh, yeah. if she just tra- transports herself. That would be so funny. The show picks up. They're they're not yet there. They're still <laughs> midstream or whatever, and something awful, cataclysmic occurs to further prevent her from from getting <laughs> over there. And we just have another season of her on some like deserted island, trying to find the the, the ships mm-hmm. to, to get her back. Something crazy, like something crazy, has to happen though, right? Because, like, she's got a su- a super team. I mean, even like T- Tyrion's there. Like, it's just like, what even, like, what even? Well, she has the full backing of the Martells, the Martells, the Tyrells, the Tyrells. She has her Unsullied. The, she has the, the uh, Dothraki. She has her the younger dragons. Greyjoys, I and guess... she has the um. The Dario people, second, yep. second sons. The, yeah, I think so. The yeah. Does Cersei know that that she's coming? I think so. I'm and does sure. she know? If not, she will. And does she know? Like, do you think she knows? If she does know, do you think she knows what's what kind of force is coming? Like, unless some crazy like everyone gets sick or something, or people turn on Danny, it's just gonna be. Like what kind of battle is there even gonna be? It's it's just she's gonna come come over and either kill or unite. It's like a everyone. full is a full fledged like occupation. It feels like is that she's just gonna show up on King's Land, the door of King's Landing, and just overtake everything because literally nothing can stop her. I'm gonna break the wheel. Do you think that, uh, <laughs> Sam? Uh, Samuel will Samuel Tarly. will uh, play a play a role in this this season. Definitely. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's find gonna learn something. some some pivotal information. He, he might something in that save library. everyone. What you're the, saying? 
he will find out what it takes to, to, to take down the White Walkers. Oh, yeah. And he's he's going to have to s- sacrifice himself to, to get the message there, too. Uh, Probably. Uh, yeah. Send a raven. Maybe the baby. No, the Maybe. baby will live on his name. <laughs> Come on. Um, and then I think, I mean, Davos, just about who's who's going to be the first big, you know big what? character that you know what dies is... is my question. Oh. What, what, who's the first to die? Oh yeah, but sorry to interrupt. I just have another point of the trailer. Please, yeah. Is that uh, yeah. what scares me is the um, the looming presence of Littlefinger, and there's that shot of him just sort of like peering through the shadows, some sort of chamber. I don't know. In the in the second trailer, yeah. and it's clear that he has the ear. He still has the ear of Sansa. He's feeding her all this bullshit. Uh, that that concerns me most. I think of anything in the trailer. I know what's gonna go. What's gonna go down? Like he's just—he's always oh, scheming, just meddling, and anything can get his hands on. But like Sansa and Jon Snow are like—it's just n- nothing compared to what 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 Danny has. Like it just all seems so like little compared to the force that's. Well, they're that's not coming. so much concerned with what's going on down there. They're they're concerned with what's going on. Up north, mm-hmm. the true war. So you think like, are are they just gonna I- instantly join forces when Danny comes in touch with them? I think it's a good guess. Uh, I don't know. And then the big question, and I want I want an answer from all of us. Main character that dies first, because we're gonna get some define main character. Main character. Uh, I know. Well. Just not like, I guess, so, someone that plays some sort of pivotal role and is not like a, a secondary ca- character. I guess. Okay. But you know, there's some some wiggle room. Just, you know, who who do you guys mm. think is a is a pretty big character that's gonna die first? Jamie. Oh, Chris. I that's that big of a deal. Oh, uh, I can't even. I can't. What is Jamie's purpose now? Just when you said Jamie. Jamie's purpose is. To thwart Cersei, I think. Is he gonna kill if her? They make him that purpose. Is he gonna kill her? Maybe they. <sighs> maybe it's a murder suicide. Does it even like matter? Like, like Danny's just gonna come, come in. I mean, I'm 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 sorry to say it, but I just keep keep thinking about like, I mean, I'm sure some crazy stuff's gonna happen, and I'm, mm. y- you know, it's it's gonna be high high stakes. But right now, I'm just thinking like, you know, they could have their own little thing, but like. I mean, so Chris, that's your guess, Jamie. Sure. Right. Do you do you have a guess? I'm gonna guess a Stark child. Ah, oh. Sansa. See that? It's a pretty good guess. Who? I love Sansa. I feel like, though, she's sort of she's meddled in the the, the little finger of it all. Maybe one too many times. It it may may come back to, to bite her. She's sort of turning it like she 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 was pretty off putting last last season. Yeah, her sort of conniving and just doing all the stuff behind John's back. She she, she screwed the him over. She could have saved so many lives by just letting the letting <laughs> everyone know that it's, that the army was was coming. It's true. I mean, it resulted in the you know in like the greatest battle of all all time. Uh, 
but still they could have just waited like four hours <laughs> yeah knowing this like reinforcements like what what the hell I get and I'm I'm trying to think here Amy is a good one a Stark child is a good one does uh does Jorah count no he's already in pretty bad shape he's he's that's not a good guess. He's going for a he's going for a uh for a cure. I feel like that's a very we'll weak. So you think he's definitely gonna die? That's what you're telling me. He's it knocking on death's door. As as it is. He's been knocking on death's door for what, two, that, two two full seasons? Is that your guess, Jeff? Well, if it's not a good enough guess, then I have to come come with another one. And my question was does, does it good. count? Mike clearly says no. Chris? I say it does count. Oh, it does count. Well, I'll I'll throw out another one. I I am thinking. Uh, I'll I'll go. Uh, Cersei. I think Jamie's Jamie's gonna, gonna kill her. I think he's he's gonna be just so maybe maybe a murder suicide. That 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 would be a crazy one. That would be that would be Shakespearean. That would be a crazy one. That would befit those two. I think. What if it just goes down like ten minutes into? Episode one. <laughs> that would be unfulfilling. Little yeah. George R. R. Never know. Ah, uh, so much to look forward to. When's the when's the, the date? Seventeenth. Right? July sixteenth. Oh, sixteenth or seventeenth, yeah. I I can't wait. I cannot wait. Let's talk a little bit about a show that Chris hasn't been watching, right? Fargo? No, I have not watched Fargo. Fargo's done. Chris, but do you mind if if we spoil it? No, please. I'll forget it by the time. It just wrapped what could very well be its last season ever. Is, is that true? The creator, Noah Hawley, has come out and said that he, he has no clear ideas for, for what a fourth season would look like. So it, it's up in the air. I was thinking, like, during this season, just like a general question. Do Do you think, like, he went in knowing, like, this guy owns parking lots? Or was or was there like a brainstorm session of like what's like a really boring like thing that this this guy could could own? Like, do you think there was like was the parking lot thing like there in the beginning, or was it because like at some point like as I was thinking to myself like it really helps that he owns parking lots because like mm. the shit goes down in different places and stuff like the the parking lots. and like it just like seems to really fit well for the story. Yeah, exactly. I think. Just the, the park. Someone who who could be called the parking lot king of of Minnesota, just screams that universe screams uh, Fargo. Uh, so it it seemed pretty natural that if if someone was gonna gonna be some big business conglomerate in that that part of the country, uh, parking lots would would be his his forte. What did you think of the of the finale? I was super impressed with really the final three episodes when the the plot really kicked into high gear, um, particularly with uh, Nikki Swango versus VM Varga. Chris has no idea what's going on. He's I'm that, happy about that. So yeah, those two sparring with one another, the, uh, the high point of, of, of the season for me. Yeah. And there, thought, there was just so much good, good stuff. I thought it was so, so good. When she was beat down several e- e- episodes that ago, was brutal. did you think that she, 
like were we supposed to think she was dead like initially because that was I a thought big she was dead because it, it lasted so long and just yeah. all the, the the cracks and the crunches of yeah of of that beatdown it was... sounded like there was no possible way she could still be alive and then when we see her and there's no like blood on her what whatsoever <laughs> I was super confused but it was all just right to the the abdomen. Um, she lot. was probably suffering from serious uh, internal bleeding. There was lots of yeah cracks and crunching. Yeah, um, I I really liked especially this this final episode. Um, I just really liked it. It was it almost it, it reminded me a little bit of that that one movie that Chris talks about sometimes. Where or like the where it occurs in like a building with an elevator, like the 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 big boss is on the top floor of a skyscraper, the raid, yeah, the that, raid. That's how I felt like when they're in that elevator and he's and all the shooting is is going on. He's he's in there and like finally we get that to was see. a great just action set piece. That just that the from the moment they show up uh, outside the building to the moment when they're up on that floor. And we see Mr. French peer peer through the, the around the corner with his machine gun, and the elevator closes, and we're just in there that elevator with Varga, and we we see for like the first time like he's so scared, he's so vulnerable. But uh, did that one? Did he take out all of those those guys? I think that was the. That's implication. pretty crazy. Yeah. Is that guy just like the? That's Mr. The French. King? He was in season one and two. Really? Because mm-hmm. I I remember him from being in the woods. Remember him in season one? What what did he do in season um, one? He w- he had a partner who was killed early in season one. Um, okay. I forget what his partner's name was. And then he he we saw him at the very end of season two as a kid because season two took place decades earlier. Ah. But he's the only character to be featured in all three seasons and uh it was great to see him back and teaming up with nikki was great he's superman there is how did he deaf superman he took care of uh of the guy that was gonna snipe her like i forget what that they make that guy's they make a is. great team they really do it's almost and i mean i think she she made it clear that they're they're not they're not a team though right because she gave him them the, the money and that was it yeah, but then he avenged her death five years later. God, I even like forgot about how crazy that whole thing was when she when she died. Like that was so tense and weird. And I, yeah, I just I love that. Like they go their separate ways. She gives him the money. Um, all she cared about was her her vengeance on, on uh, Emmett, and that he 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 finds out that she she didn't get that. She she was unsuccessful. He he snuck away like a little rat in the in the wind, and then five years later he he tracks him down and, and finishes the job. So he sort of does right by her, which was solidified that that partnership. Oh no! If, but don't call Emma a little rat. He's really gotten caught in the middle of all this. He didn't like his do own, anything. He got swept up uh, by by virtue of his own stupidity. Well, he got like strong arms by. They he got he and his partner got yeah. greedy, and they they sought that 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 loan. That that that's true. <laughs> but is that? 
he for, first of all he didn't kill kill his brother. He, he did. He would never kill his his brother. But he did. But he didn't. It was accident. Like his brother yeah. basically killed killed himself on on accident. I mean, it was an accident, but he was the reason he died. I think at the very least he was only exactly But it was half an accident in that that he covered up. Definitely covered it up. And then he allowed to get blamed on someone else. Also, it was so when he went in and confessed to everything and just like the That was a great scene how he how he talks about how he's been killing his brother for 30 years. It was really sad. Yeah. Um and we also got to talk about Gloria, Gloria Burgle, Terry Coon. Yeah. I I bet you you've been happy to still have her in your life for a little bit, right? Super happy to have her. I was a little stressed what well, watching her on this show and then on the leftovers because it it was blocking me from fully connecting with uh, Gloria while I was still like <laughs> fully yeah. entrenched in uh Nora Durst. Yeah, yeah. But uh once the leftovers <laughs> sort of went away, I was happy to just sort of focus solely on Gloria and she she was phenomenal as well. She uh that final scene between her and Varga in that uh, interrogation room. Uh the last the last scene of the show? No, that's not the the last scene of the show. But Unless then, there's a, the, the there's a scene that I I didn't watch. It wasn't the the last scene where where Emmett dies? Really? There's more? Yeah. Like Jeff still has some more viewing to do. I only watched it till Emmett died. What? How did you just stop? I thought it was done. There were no credits. There was there was more time on this I uh how how much more? Is there one more scene? I felt like it was like I wanna say there's another like seven minute scene segment. That wasn't the end between that... between Gloria and Varga. Chris, just and everyone. It popped up. There there was like titles. Like like it was like our final like post everything. Right, thing. because they did a five year time jump, so they were just sort of catching us up. So it's a final sit down and 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 the guy's back? Like he's been he's been detained. And so Gloria oh my God. goes and has has a sit down with him. That echoes back to the first scene of the uh, season between um, that Russian man and the interrogator in Russia. Oh wow! Well, now I have, it was I a, great, have a little bump. It was a great scene. That really sort of solidifies the 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 themes of the of the season. Wow! At least I successfully Id- identified that I truly didn't watch it instead of just I I don't remember it. <laughs> But so is so there's like is is that the only like the only setting that we get after I want to say I want to say yes. Okay. God, Emma dying is, is such a good ending. <laughs> well, there is definitely there was a commercial. Isn't that like FX pulls that shit, right? Like they they just end the show and go straight straight to a commercial. But I guess it not in Fargo. Little... There's always end end credits. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, sorry, I can't comment on that, Mike. That's okay. Um. Oh, that so felt like it was the end of the show. Five years later, 
Oh, but not, now I'm excited. I get to see the that guy again. Well, maybe we'll get an update next week. Yeah. I'll give my 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 little thoughts, and then Mike will tell me about how I missed the po- the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but let's let's talk a little bit about we had Veep. So this was the second to last episode mm-hmm. of Veep, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm a little bit sad because I was hoping she would progress a little, a little bit more <laughs> this this season. But I guess it has been clear that it's all moving towards the library. The library is the big thing, but that this last episode was like crazy, like how everything flipped. I just have yeah. to say that one like three minute scene in the hospital room with Jonah and Uncle Jeff. One of the greatest things <laughs> I've I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was a master class in writing and performance. <laughs> that. I'm not sure the show is, is ever quite quite reached. You can't say that. Not with Ju- Julia wasn't even in that scene and she's and she's had. But that was a great It was scene. pretty amazing. You know I love my New Hampshire references. I, I mean, mean Uncle Jeff has always is it the Uncle way Jeff, right? just all that was involved in that scene with with Jonah who is just Recovering from from his <laughs> circumcision surgery that his fiance made him get, <laughs> that his his beautiful Jewish rich fiance ma- made him get, just that that he, he who he thinks like de- legitimately cares for him but is only interested in being with him for political power. sole political power reasons, <laughs> and then you have Uncle Jeff comes in and just gives him the a verbal beatdown like unlike anything I've ever seen in, in my entire life. And then she leaves him after she realizes he's, be, he's being replaced on the ballot. Leaves with Uncle Jeff. And then they leave together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I thought I mean like the best moment was when then Uncle Jeff leaves, and then you just hear him laugh, laugh again. <laughs> like he's like, "Did she just, did she just leave you?" <laughs> like he just comes in to continue digging in. <laughs> like, like I thought when he reappeared back, he was he was he was gonna be like, "I'm not actually taking you off the ballot." Like I thought that that was gonna go like, "I'm not taking you off the ballot, you dumb dumb shit or or, or, or whatever." But it was just to continue <laughs> to continue the rampage. Um. Oh, God, what a, you know, I love that character, that, Uncle Jeff. In that episode, I uh, and that scene, it didn't confuse me, but it got my hopes up. You remember in in the in that scene, they he says like I'm replacing you with your cousin or something. Yeah, yeah. I heard that that Adam Scott was in that episode. I was like, oh, is Adam <laughs> Scott going to be his cousin? cousin? That would have uh, been funny. Was, has cousin Ezra already been seen somewhere? Never seen him. I was wondering when we'd get some cousin Ezra because Uncle Jeff made it very clear that Jonah was just being installed in in Congress for like a one term, Don't and he was going to take him off and insert cousin Ezra. But it sounded like Jonah was already like running for a second term. Yeah. Well, he had he had built up so much goodwill or like <laughs> yeah, and then he just destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. I don't really understand. He he destroyed it by not brokering the deal but like by allowing the other people to broker the deal by 
being the reason that um, the government shut down, I think. But yeah. they all were. I know, but the, Jonah they, was like. I think it's supposed to be a commentary on like the way things work in DC is like you grandstand on these big issues and then really all you're trying to do is just get little concessions along the way. Yeah. Where Jonah didn't make a concession, like didn't accept the concessions. He just kept going and it it led to the government shutting down. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, that was uh, a good episode. That was pretty good. And so next episode has to be the, the library opening, right? You would think. Yeah, which she she got a new location, right? Yale called back. Yep. After she already tore down Catherine's Catherine's house, <laughs> and that's that's Catherine's problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she is so awful. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't understand, but it's it's Catherine's house, right? right? How did she she get she get the okay? Like Catherine could have said no, right? And and Catherine like has shown that she is like stingy with giving her her mother stuff, right? So I, I guess it must have just been so important or, yeah. or something that, that, that Catherine did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say... It was a little weird. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to say, I think this was from two two episodes ago, but the current acting president, I, f- I forget her name. Mon- Montez. Montez. Her interaction with Jonah last episode was also extremely funny. <laughs> she was treating him so badly. It was like... It was great. He deserved it. Yeah. And I, I love the running joke about uh, women always asking each other if, if they're okay to be left alone <laughs> in the presence of Jonah. <laughs> and then she's like, well, you bring, bring your whole, your, your whole team in. <laughs> oh my God. And I mean, I thought that that would have been, you know, they, they were clearly teasing Jonah running for president, but I guess. Not want... so sure about that. They even anymore. they had clearly been setting him up with the, the the wife and all this shit and and then even I think explicitly last episode Kent uh, or what who's with Kent Ben 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 said like who like who who knows we we could be talking you know governor or even and like they sorta <laughs> and now it's nothing I I guess maybe it's who knows it's another you know they're tricking us again. If if they lose Jonah though in Congress, who's going to be that that window into the the DC world? Yeah. Well, we'll see. He's gonna lose, right? Cousin Ezra's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna lose. I know someone's gonna be in in Washington next season. I bet there'll be a flash forward next episode. Ooh, Chris. But the, you think that they're... Oh, you mean like they'll show the library and then they'll flash forward, maybe? Or just at the end, like a little teaser. It's a pretty good thought. It's a pretty good thought. We'll see. I would like to... Come on. she She's going to get back in that that, that White House. She's, she's, she's going to make it in. Everyone loves her now. Everyone loves her now. It's true. Even though she was totally exposed for like being this, this criminal fraud... But nothing matters if you free free to. to yeah. <laughs> why did that? Like, why is that the first time that anyone's learning of that? Like, why couldn't she have said in like her memoir that she freed Tibet? Why did? Why was that a secret? Sure, it just it was explained, and I think it just probably just got. I just forget it. Well, I I I think it was just sort of like one of those, like you look like a like there, there's been multiple situations like like that where like someone just comes out first and says something and then like you just can't 
like you'll look like a giant yeah. fool if you come out and say no i like i actually well, like with tom james that that happened i think right like the uh a couple of times it's happened well, with tom james saying shit it's probably like she did all the or her team did all the legwork and then she had to leave the presidency like she did all the legwork but it wasn't finalized yet then yeah. montez came in and got it finalized so but it's one of those things where once you expose that you're you open it up but now that she now that everything's exposed truth comes out she freed tibet she really did she finally has has a legacy <laughs> um but yeah chris uh oh we we had a couple of of, of movies we we were gonna briefly mm-hmm. talk about well uh, chris you have a first last week i teased that i was going to i needed to know whether the mummy was as bad as people as people say yeah. i can tell you it is as bad as people say Maybe not as bad, but still extremely bad. Chris. You should go read my review for onscreenclub.com for more in-depth analysis of the movie, but... Do you recommend that how, for such a bad movie? Yeah, because it's, it's, inter- it's an interesting movie to look at. It's it's something that's seldom seen in, in, in Hollywood, but it's probably going to be happen- happening a lot more where it's just... Is these... it bad, like, in the Transformers sense? It's just so much so you like a CG mess? bullshit. Just thrown at your eyes. No, it's bad in the <laughs> Suicide Squad, Batman vs. Superman mess where it's like trying to cram this connected universe down your throat and it's just without it, doing any of the legwork. what work. results is just incoherence. Yeah, like literally, you know how like a Marvel movie will start up and then it'll have like the, oh, here's Iron Man. It'll have like the Marvel intro. This has the Universal logo comes up and then you see the other side, the other side of the globe. And it's the dark side of the earth. It says dark universe. That's cool. Really? It would be cool if that was like the second or third movie. And then they were like, oh, cool. We're in the dark. But the audacity of. Why? Because like, it's the mummy? St- no, because it's the start of their connected universe series of movies. It's unearned. It's, it's unearned. Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise, but we're also going to get Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro and all these people. Johnny Depp? He's the invisible man, dog. You 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 were referring to Mike as dog, right? Because the character is not called the Invisible Man dog. No, Universal doesn't own that. That's that's a Chris Moore IP. Okay. They're gonna have to pay. But yeah, it's not a good movie. Don't watch it. Maybe watch it on on HBO sometime if it's on there. But that's wow. pretty much it. I'd like to see that intro. It sounds. I wasn't pretty... planning on it. Yeah. Mike, you or did did you both watch? It, it comes at night. Yeah, we both saw it comes at night. Is is that just just a horror movie? It's it not a horror movie. It was portrayed as a horror movie, but it's really... I'd say it's like a psychological thriller. Psychological thriller slash family drama. Yeah, it really is. What What's the... Like, set the, the scene the for? The world, as we know it, is set in this post-apocalyptic universe that is ravaged by um, some mysterious sickness that takes hold of you and within days of contracting it kills you and it, it's highly contagious so we're within this movie we're with this this one family of three the mother father and son um just sort of living out their days in this this cabin in the woods um just, just trying to to make the best of their situation trying to survive trying gone to off the grid or is everyone living like like that I think it's, it's so the, we're so enclosed within uh within this okay. this one family union that um it's very unclear what the world outside of of 
what that house looks like, but um, it's not a pretty picture, the, the small glimpses that we do get. And so they're, they're surviving out in this, this cabin when uh, one day a man, a mysterious man, happens upon them um, claiming to uh, need refuge with his, with his, his young family. So that that's sort of the where it kicks off, where the, where the movie gets going is once once these two families unite in this house. Sounds um, pretty cool. Um, the the movie just it, it's really just a morality play, I would say, on um, the lengths or limits uh, one man, one family will go to to protect themselves and their way of life. Yeah, uh, especially once you introduce this other family, how how they they are able to coexist with one another, um, in the face of really protecting themselves at all costs. So it, 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 there's a heavy element of paranoia that yeah. sort of washes throughout the whole movie that makes for some pretty intense, suspenseful scenes. Yeah, that sounds like my my type of movie. Do you both re- recommend it? Oh yeah. Highly. I've uh, heard it's very polarizing. Yeah, it, it leaves a lot to the imagination. It's it's very ambiguous. It doesn't answer many questions, if if at all. But if you pay attention and just sort of pick up certain things throughout, um, I think it does make make sense. And it it is kind of fun just sort of imagining things um, on your own and yeah. just sort of interpreting things as, as you see it rather than the movie actually telling you. It's sort of makes me feel like sort of the feeling of uh, the Cloverfield movie with yeah. our friend here. A little bit, yeah. Like mm-hmm. just the psychological, like... There's definitely elements of that. In not knowing what's going on, mm-hmm. there's like that extreme tense. Cloverfield right, Cloverfield has this element of like, is something really going on? Is it, Or is everything fine outside and he's just keeping us here? Or this is just, it's definitely like, stuff's mm-hmm. really messed up out there. Um, I'll, I'll say this. If you had to choose between seeing this movie, uh, or seeing the mummy, uh, but if you see the mummy, you get a 30 second phone call with David Ortiz. Which one are you seeing? The mummy. Mummy. You would see the, the, the mummy, Chris? To speak with the big poopy in person? <laughs> hey, of course. As- as Mike V nineteen seventy five said in May of twenty sixteen, bitteroid rage there hashtag big poopy. Oh my god! <laughs> that was Mike Chris, V back in twenty sixteen. I'd say thank you for all you did for our for our city, Big Poppy, and uh, God bless you and thank you for all the great works you've done for us. Would you let him know about how much? Like what you've you've said and 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 done what done to I, him. What have I said and done to him? Would you let him know about any of your your nicknames or? You've, a made, little... a, you've made a lot of mean spirited jokes. Yeah, your 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 jokes. Would would you tell the the, the, the man himself a about. joke? I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've always loved Big Poppy. Mike, what what would you say if you had thirty seconds? I would be pretty much what Chris just said, but very sincerely, <laughs> passionately, and lovingly. And that I love him so much. Did he, uh, would you take, w- w- would you give him like any, 
any other words to take take with him or anything like like especially uniquely from Mike message because he really pro- he probably hears that all uh, all, all day. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got nothing nothing too 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 specific to me that I, I would say. Just thank you for all. The thank you for all that you've done. Thank you, big continue Bobby. to do and to to don't be a stranger. <laughs> don't be a stranger. Good words. I, I like that. I like that. Now, can uh, let's uh, let's move along to. Uh, can you guys share Better Call Saul? Is it done for the season? It's done. Wow! So share share with us what what went down. I've heard people say, Mike, that this episode cements Better Call Saul above Breaking Bad. That's a bit much. Whoa! This episode was that good, Chris. I've heard it said on Twitter. I haven't heard that said. Um, I wouldn't say that. Well, we we, we can find well, I read that, on Twitter. I read <laughs> that's true. I read that going into the finale, and I would I would agree with you. Uh, it's it was a very good episode. Uh, I thought we were left off with the brothers, and their their relationship is pretty pretty dark, but pretty mm. it makes sense where where they're going. And Chuck had his like. Ultimate relapse. It seems he's back to, that if not brutal. worse than before. That was insane. Watching him destroy his house. Yep, yep. I, yeah, I thought it was an excellent episode to a really, really good third season of Better Call Saul. Um, so much came to the forefront this season that feel like the two previous ones were building towards especially with that that big knockdown blowout episode and in, in, in court between mm-hmm. the two brothers that was really the climax of the season yeah and that the rest of the season has just been fallout from that um and it was done that sounds kind of like anticlimactic but it was done in a way that was really sort of um dark and sad but really like emotionally impactful between the um, and how it affected Jimmy, and how it affected Kim, Howard, and especially how it affected Chuck. Um, yeah, just leading to that awful relapse he has. Yeah, and then ultimately, yeah, death, death by fire. Yeah, insane. I, yeah, you just, <laughs> I could, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Well, obviously, I got. I understood when he was knocking his foot against the mm. flame, and it connected up with the uh, opening flashback, him speaking about the flame. It it just sort of cements what really this show has always been about, which is uh, it's the relationship of these these two brothers. Yeah, and their just existential desire to to one up each other and to suppress one another mm. you know in a way yeah and um, they're just they've always been hell-bent on destroying one another in a way i mean probably like chuck more so than jimmy yeah but that it all finally just culminates around chuck at his his very worst moment uh, all by himself they're completely alienating himself from, from jimmy um, just felt felt so right mm-hmm. and it's it's it goes further into f- darkening the world of Better Call Saul in a way that it makes sense why none of these characters are in Jimmy's life anymore. 
it's it's making yeah it checks off a box like where was Chuck during the Breaking Bad years yep he was he was dead and his death likely played a very pivotal role in shaping uh, Jimmy in leading leading him toward to become Saul becoming Saul mm-hmm. we finally got well last week we were talking about how dark things got with Jimmy and how like he really just manipulated this old woman and we got a sort of redemption arc of him yeah. ma- of him making right I guess and I guess it it that makes sense that wasn't my favorite scene just in that this whole sort of con that Jimmy was pulling on these women um, was so like contingent upon these women acting and behaving in in a way like exactly as he needed them to. Yep. Like I, I always have an issue with that. Like it just kind of feels untrue to to me to to, to how real life, how the situation would play out yeah. in real life when, like the, everything that needs to go right for you goes right for you. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of how this this everything involving those, those old women played, but um. Yeah, it's all really. Again, it checks off a box where, well, if he's such a mogul in this elder law, (laughs) you can't. He literally can't do elder law anymore because everyone in the area he's on their blacklist. Yeah, yeah. That could be a reason why he needs to go elsewhere. He's not getting his money anytime soon. It looks like. Yeah, anytime soon. Then finally, we saw the probably the last third of this episode was um, Don. I want to say a lot of you, but that's the other guy. Hector. Don Hector finally has probably the attack that put him in the wheelchair. If not, it's getting there. Yeah. Well, Gus saves him. Yeah. Or, yeah. Do you think that this attack he had is what paralyzes him? Well, I want to say it doesn't. I'm going to say it doesn't either because Nacho switches back the pills. Right. So next, if it does happen again... He has the correct pills. He's going to the hospital to get fixed to get not not get fixed to get uh, healed. So if it does, if this specific attack doesn't handicap him, then I want to say think. this is what will happen: is that he'll be recovering in a hospital bed, and that Saul or someone associated will not Saul, Gus, someone Gus, associated yeah. with Gus will will show up and and do something that will. <laughs> Do pull, something to him. Pull some plugs. That will uh, cut off like his oxygen supply yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like bubbles yeah. in his, his oxygen tube or whatever that uh, will lead to his his stroke. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. And finally, finally uh, no Mike in this episode, right? Zero no Mike. Mike. And I was thinking like the back half of the season, Mike was very underserved. Like, yeah. He, he kind of got way overshadowed by mm. all the... Um, all the drama. All the Jimmy and, and Mike situation but uh but yeah that was that was kind of i would say the uh big downside of this season was was its lack of of mike and the mike story that it, it yeah. had to tell mm-hmm. but the but, jimmy uh, but the jimmy and chuck story we got was fantastic and it, true yeah and season did give us the mike guest team up yep that, that we needed so to it's, see it's moving so the pieces into place next season we'll, we'll get a lot more of that yep I want to uh <clears throat> I want to end this this episode by doing a quick lightning round and you're both going to have to pay pay attention this this is a game, okay? 
Um, this game is called Poppy or Poopy. All right. Now, I apologize in advance for the profane uh, nature of the following comment. Your goal, I will read the Twitter uh, Twitter com comment, a, a tweet, uh, and you tell me whether this is about Big Poppy or about a, a body movement. All right? If this gets steam, I will bring it back on on subsequent ep episodes, okay? Mm -hmm. So each, each of you will have to give an answer. Just a single tweet for, for today. The tweet is... Just took a massive bleep. Hashtag big poopy. Big poppy. You you think it's poppy? Yeah. Poopy. The other hashtags were hashtag rally poop. Hashtag big poppy. It was about big poppy. No, it was not. <laughs> I promise you. You think I'm making up a tweet? Here, I'll... I don't believe that that's what that tweet was about. I was always going to say Big Poppy. Mike, the tweet, and I'll, I won't say his, you know, his, his handle just to, to, to keep his privacy, but it just took a massive bleep. Yeah. Hashtag rally poop. Hashtag big poppy. Hashtag big poopy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it nice. sounds like the answer is clear, right? Just so the listeners can see it, Jeff, you should retweet that tweet on your personal Twitter account. Just so people can listen along and see the tweet. Yes, I agree. Know what I'll do? I'll I'll have Tony do it on his vacant, uh, on, on his <laughs> sure. inactive Twitter account, or maybe I'll privately tweet it directly at Tony, and then we can uh, sure. we can point point people there. But uh, awesome guys, awesome uh, thoughts on, on on everything, and thanks for for playing the game. Uh, you uh, you both win really oh, in, yeah. in in the end. Uh, but until next time, where can we find you online? Twitter.com slash thatmorris, screenclub.com. Mike? At linguistics underscore on the Twitter. Yep. You can find me, uh, therealjeffmore.com, or on Twitter at jeffam, J-E-F-F-A-M. Uh, and check out the new podcast, Music Business Lounge. Uh, and... Uh, no, some cool interviews over there for those of you that are uh, that are music fans. But until next time, you know, sh share your comments, your your thoughts, and anything else on your mind with us. Screeningclub at gmail .com. You can read Chris's latest article that he mentioned today, Mike's mm -hmm. latest ar articles, and a whole lot more on screeningclub.com. Or you can also share your thoughts with us in the comments. Follow Screening Club. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everything else uh, that there is to be social about. Until next time, everyone have a great week, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up soon.